On today's episode of Senior Quotes, we discuss the upcoming NBA playoff season, the start of the MLB season, and the off-season NFL news and trades and everything going on. Let's get into it. I really do. I really got it. Ain't no secret to it. If I did it, then I had to do it. What's up, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Senior Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Aiden Roderick. I'm joined by my co-host, Jack Coleman, and our guest today, um, maybe his third appearance, Jack Butterfield. Welcome back. Your time's a charm. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, so to be here. Hat-trick of Senior Quotes. Oh, hat-trick. NHL playoffs or something. Yeah. We're not going to talk much Crosby. about that. Crosby had a hat-trick last time. <laughs> Well, let's talk about sports we do know today, and like Jack said in the intro, we've got news about the MLB season, which started up. We haven't had an episode since the uh, opening day of the MLB, so we're really excited to talk about that. Before we get into it, though, okay. I have some key points I want to bring up. First of all... I was just doing my own little first of take all, it, take it. First of all, okay. just throwing in, from, I, I love part of my take, awesome podcast, plug for them. Um, stealing a little bit from some of the stuff they do, so I'm throwing in a hot seat right now. Ooh. Oh, I'm putting remind on, us what that is. Remind us what hot seat that. is anyone that's you know should be put on blast, put on warning, because something uh, uh, there's something bad is going on. Okay. Hot seat, NBA players' private lives. Okay. Or basketball players' private lives in general. Tristan, Tristan Thompson. Thompson. Okay. Tristan Thompson caught my man. <laughs> oh, it's rough for him right now. Yeah, Chloe, but has a baby on the way. He got caught. Rough news for for that guy. We don't know. That's gonna affect the Cavs in the playoffs. <laughs> no, all I'm no. saying, all I'm saying is Tristan's got a lot on his mind right now. Hey, wow. he's a free man though. That, that, <laughs> that is true. That is true. And he's gonna be doing a lot of traveling. Did he get, did he get rid of the Kardashian curse? Yeah. That could Maybe. be. That could Maybe be. his way out of there. But I also have a second quick segment. Okay. Breaking news. Uh-huh. Well, they call it breaking moves on part of my tape, but breaking news okay. on this. We're, we're our own show. Huh? Yeah. Jeff Hornacek is fired. Thank as a Knicks good coach. Lord. Yeah, um, I'm not sure how I feel yet. I mean, uh, he didn't have a good record. He was put in a tough position to coach, but yeah, he he had to put together a team from the aftermath of Phil Jackson's uh, departure. I'm uh, still unsure how I feel about Phil Jackson too. Right. Well, he was hired for Phil Jackson's team, not for um, that's true. This new Knicks regime. Even so, the record was bad. Well, and totally. Yeah. Hopefully, we just I, they were talking about bringing in Mark Jackson. That's would, which would be great. I would I would like that. Hey, if the Browns can stick with their coach winning one game in two seasons, I think yeah. the Knicks could have stuck oh, with Hornacek. Also yeah. for the hot seat, <laughs> forgot to mention this. Not necessarily NBA player, uh-huh. college basketball player, Haas from Purdue. Oof, what being happened? sued. Potentially gave a girl an STD. No way. He going into apparently lied lives. about it. He apparently lied about it. Uh, hey, all rough. I'm saying is if that makes news. Probably happened. Yeah. You don't make that kind of stuff. Apparently, he had a different one. Oh, yeah. So it's rough out here for my my NBA potential um, NBA players as well. That, that, that is a rough too. start. Yeah. All right. Um, so let's, let's let's get fully into it. Let's now. get into our own segments here, as if part of my take just needed our plug. You know, to go the other way. But um, okay. So this is episode twelve. I believe Jack is six and four, and Kill then me. I think we had one tie. Um, so six I'm looking, four and one. Yeah, so six one one. Or would it be six one four? I was trying to figure that out with NHL. Oh, I don't like Dude, how they do that. No, I, don't, I like the end. I like yeah, I like yeah. wins last time. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Well, I'm gonna get into my first one. Um, it's the first of my two NFL quotes. We talked definitely. We buried the hatchet a while ago. That's my guy. That's my brother. I'm always gonna have his back, and we know what we gotta do. We know what kind of caliber player he is. We know what kind of caliber caliber player I am. And we're just trying to get to work and make this season go. I love this one. Hmm. 
Um, who this said seems, it and who's it about? Initially, I had thoughts of maybe like Odell, but I'm not too sure about that. Um, and I, it sounds more like two players who used to be rivals or something. Interesting. Used to, and, and I know there was someone in the offseason where that happened, and I'm just drawing a blank. Um, let's, if I give you the team, um, I'll think about it. Point, well, uh, just what do you have? What do you, what do you think? I, I thought there was maybe something with, uh, I'm going to regret this. I know. Go with your gut. I, I'm going to say with someone on the Rams, maybe. No. Um, no, I know the Rams did pick up a lot of players, and when we do our off-season recap, yeah, we'll definitely I, talk I, about them. And I know I know this one, um, too, which I'm mad about. Jack was happy that I, Butterfield was happy that I brought up this quote, because it is about the Giants. Oh. Um, but it's not about Odell. Okay. Landon Collins is talking, and he's talking about his teammate Eli Apple, who returned oh. to off-season workouts okay. on Monday, and it was the lesser of two... Wasn't there um, someone else in the offseason? Sorry, to Eric Flowers didn't show up. That's no, no, no. Someone, someone on a different team that is playing with someone that they were like um, against. Oh. I can see like I right? about like, Keith Tlaib and like, yeah, Crabtree. That, yeah, that's what yeah, I was. Yeah, thinking. Yeah, yeah. Are they both on the Rams? Okay. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. There's Crabtree. Crabtree went to the Rams. We'll or chat. No, we'll fact check it, that. The Rams? I, didn't, I don't know. We'll fact check I'll, that. I'll figure it out. Let's talk about this it one. It was something like that. So yeah, go on. Because obviously the Giants, while Odell was off the field, it seemed like a different team. And I don't think mm. Ben McAdoo had the control of the locker room. So uh, one of the biggest stories and controversies was Eli Apple's poor performances. I believe he didn't show up to practice a few times, missed a few games, but wasn't injured. It was a really rough season for a guy that we picked 10th overall just two seasons mm-hmm. ago. And I thought it was a reach then. I still think it's a reach now. Same thing with Flowers. Yeah. However, well, I would not compare it to Flowers. No, yet, no, 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 no. But I still think both were reaches. Oh, yeah, definitely. However, I think in Apple's case, he has that talent that Landon Collins even recognizes. But if you remember, they were beefing in the locker room. Landon yeah. tweeted something about it directly at him, not hiding anything. Mm-hmm. And there was clearly some um, rivalry going on inside the Giants. So I'm really happy to see two key members of the secondary, you know, Fixing their relationship here. Well, I mean, you gotta hope that Shermer is bringing these guys together. Yeah. You know, as a new coach, it's a fresh start for everyone. Um, also, there was the whole thing with Eli Apple attacking fans on Twitter. Yeah, that right? was bad. So that's really He's bad really when you mature. start attack, attacking a fan base. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, I don't know if Odell did something similar. Not necessarily. Odell spoke out about it. He spoke like, out mm-hmm. about Maybe it's just kind of like a sub to necessarily like, about the yeah. fans. Yeah. Uh, but. I don't know. I, I think it's a good direction to start oh, out totally. for the Giants going into this new season. I know in our scholars presentation we talked about Odell getting this kind of fresh start with right. Shermer and how he's really excited. So I, I'm looking forward to the season. I think it's a good chance for everything to just refresh. Yeah, yeah. Real quick before um, Jack gives his take, we, um, we're doing this podcast as our own scholars project at CBA. It was something to um, exemplify the... Uh, development of sports media over the years and like where it's at now with podcasts and we did do a quick demonstration we had two quotes Jax was about Odell Beckham so I didn't want to repeat there but I still want to get a little Giants That's talk in right? and then mine was about Giancarlo Stanton's slump so you won't hear about either topics there maybe related topics but yeah so Jack what do you think about the Giants here um I like uh that they buried the so-called hatchet right. in their um beef but it's really you, every good team needs to have really good team chemistry, and two players that are playing in this good defensive unit need to have a good relationship. Mm-hmm. So I think it's it's a good step in 
the right direction. Yeah, totally. And um, I'm, I'm excited. I mean, as excited as you can be about a team that just went 3-13, and yeah. I'm looking forward to this new-look Giants team. And also, while we have Jack on here, this is probably going to be the last time for the rest of the school year that we can get him on. Yeah. I wanted him later, for, uh, closer to the NFL draft. Uh-huh. So real quick, if we can maybe get Jack's take for the draft, the well, Giants' second pick. Okay, yeah, because we're talking about the Giants, we'll do that. Yeah. However, I do have an NFL draft quote, which we'll okay. get to in a minute. Okay. But, okay, give us what you think the yeah, Giants Yeah, just for the Giants. Yeah. Um, so right now, I think the Giants definitely need a lot right now. I think it's fair to say that they could benefit by getting quarterback, right. running back, offensive tackle, defense. You, you could make an argument for pretty much all of the guys in the projected top 20 yeah. that would, they would be a good fit for the Giants, right? But I think you can't look at this draft as you need this player for just this year. You have to look for going 10 years further. Totally. And the most and the biggest thing that the Giants need in 10 years will be quarterback. Yeah. You're not going to have Eli Manning for 10 more years. Maybe two. Yeah. You'd be really lucky to get him for three. So right now, the biggest concern for the Giants is to get a quarterback and a quarterback that can be your franchise quarterback. So when I see all these quarterbacks, I think, yes, Josh Allen is a really good quarterback. I think... Hot Sam take, Darnold, real quick. Ahead. Josh Allen's my bust out of all these quarterbacks, especially you said it, especially yeah. if the Jets or the Browns take him. I feel like that cements it. Yeah, yeah. I think Sam Darnold is also a really good quarterback, but I think the person that fits the Giants the best is Josh Rosen, and 100%. I've said this since day one, but I really think he would be the best fit for the New York Giants offense. Definitely. Yeah. So, <clears throat> real quick, I agree with you. Um, you don't know when the next time the Giants can be in this spot, picking number two overall in a top-heavy class with mm-hmm. quarterbacks. You know, there's yeah. four guys that could be argued to go in that top one or two. Um, I definitely talked when we had Coach Bizazz on the show about, you know, like you said, uh, there's so many players in the top 20 that fit this team. So trading down and getting maybe two first-rounders in the top 20 from the Bills was an option. However, oh, I yeah, agree with not. you that the Giants need a quarterback here. This Apparently is the year it still for is. that. Apparently it still is that. I, There's a good chance that there. I, I saw something that there could be a bidding war for. Yeah, no, and I bet and that's what they're already had. I think they definitely. That's a great just position. Just to clear something, be. going talking about Odell. I think they cleared the talks about trading Odell before mm-hmm. or during the draft. But um, there's definitely a chance that they can trade away the second pick. But what? Yeah. But what you have to say, and Aiden said this, you're never. It's a rare time that you're going to get the second pick in the NFL draft. And I mean, hope, Giants fans are hoping that that doesn't happen in a while. I mean, as good as it is to get a great player, you always want to have great seasons and win Super Bowls, but you have to look at it. This is the year to get a good player. I'm actually really excited about Rosen, and I heard the the quote he said about wanting to get more rings than Tom Brady. Basically, yeah, I, like that. I love that. I love guys like that. That was kind of my initial thinking with Baker Mayfield, how he's a dog and he's hungry. Right. But I think Rosen has the greater potential to do that now. And I give credit to Jack for that. He had said that earlier. Mm-hmm. Also, this is a type of player like LeBron. I had heard someone say that compare Josh Rosen to LeBron right, in a like sense that, that he thinks highly of himself. Okay. And that determination and that grit like LeBron-esque, where okay. it comes into a sense of uh, leadership, I think is a big thing to have for a, le- for a team and a franchise. And I think that Rosen in New York with that is a fantastic thing to have. Cool. Um, We'll save the rest of our NFL yeah. draft talk for my other quote. I don't think you have any NFLs, but we'll get no. into your first quote of the day. Okay. Uh, this is a basketball one, NBA. And it is... Actually, this is cool. This is quote-ception. 
Oh my so gosh. it's a quote within a quote. Ooh, no way. So who said the quote no. that is in this quote? <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> like Apollo Creed said, there's no tomorrow. Okay, and it's NBA, so it's you, a, you can probably get yeah, the situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah, know if you yeah, get yeah, who yeah. said it though. I'm pretty uh, pretty confident this is about the Nuggets T Wolves game. Yep, so there's a half point there for right. you. Who uh, said it? Yeah, it's up to you. Okay. I don't I think this is a like it's somebody on the Timberwolves. And the reason I say that is the best player on the Nuggets is Nicole Jokic, and he's not really a guy for quotes. Yeah. I feel like it's more coming from the Timberwolves side, you've got guys like Wiggins, Towns, even like Taj Gibson and Derek Rose could give a quote. Yeah. I'm going to go with Carl Anthony Towns, and yeah, let's see. It's a good guess, but it's actually the Nuggets coach, Mike Moore. I would oh. never. I would exactly. say maybe it was Thibodeau. Yeah, I would have said not. something. Yeah. I would have said a Timberwolves player because they haven't been to the playoffs in 13 right? years. Yeah. But. So let's get into this. this. I thought this game was amazing. It was. It is the post March Madness depression relief, <laughs> where you're able to get the the winner take all game to move on. Mm-hmm. I loved it. It was exactly what we needed following uh, this this break from March Madness. I actually told you this last night that I thought that the Nuggets and the Wolves were just bad enough I was and say, didn't make yeah. enough shots yeah. so that it felt like a Final Four game where like college players yeah. aren't draining everything like the yeah. Warriors or, or the Thunder or, even or the, whoever. The, even at the, the end of the fourth quarter, like. it felt like that. It felt like, I don't want to say um, like a bad game, which it wasn't. No, um, right. But it felt like they were scrappy, but they were also missing some key shots. What it was, was there was a bunch of times where it was like, they were going back up and down the court yeah. without getting a real shot in, and that has that college feel to it, where it's yeah, just totally. push, push, push. What that it, last minute of the fourth quarter, even. Yeah. What it kind of reminded me, this is going to be a weird comparison, but it reminded me of those first four games that you play into March oh, okay. Madness, oh, because, that that, because those games, you, they're always nervous, the players, you, you're not making any of your shots, they're low scoring, even though this was a high scoring game. I mean, it did help that they went into overtime. Yeah. But still, it it kind of just gave me the feel of, of a first four game, and like a play in game. Which there's it the was. feeling. Right. There's the energy from the audience, from the the crowd at that too. Mm. Yeah. Where yeah. like this is Minnesota, where they haven't played in the playoffs for a while, so yeah, there it, was a hunger. There was a real hype there. Mm-hmm. Um. So let's get into the actual game. Sure. Butler looked back into his pure form. He put up 31 points. That the, the bank MVP. shot was rolling. Yeah. At the MVP he, chance. Yeah. He looked. Filthy last night. I love seeing that going into the this next playoff series. Towns put up 26. There was that awesome battle between him and Jokic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jokic had a fantastic game as yeah. well. Great player. Awesome player. Uh, and then we had Wiggins, who had 18 points, still really solid. Last night they said that he played all 82 games. And actually That's good. that ran over mm-hmm. from last year, too, where he played, like, total between the past few years was, like, 132 or something yeah. total. Like, that's incredible, especially for a guy coming off an injury, right? Right, like he had that yeah. Injury. Pretty injury. Probably. So, yeah, I'd say. I mean, not this year, though. He right, right, right. He was right. able yeah, to play definitely. perfectly. So, Wiggins is a really cool piece to that Timberwolves because, A, he's great to have in the playoffs, someone durable like that. But also, B, that's a potential good trade option when you have uh, guys like Paul George potentially uh, leaving the Thunder. Yeah. Not necessarily like LeBron, but, you know. Right. It's a good piece to move if you if you have to. I'd say even excuse me. I'd say even Paul George won't be looking towards Minnesota as the market that he's going to want oh, yeah. to come to. I honestly think he's a free agent with the Thunder. But you know, if you put if you put this Minnesota team in like Los Angeles, this would be a scary team for free agents to come to. I mean, or not sc- scary isn't scary good, but yeah. So another thing was D Rose is back. Mm-hmm. D Rose is. I mean, he put up two points, but yeah. I don't care. <laughs> what D Rose does in a game, I still see him as MVP D Rose no matter what. Like, 
it's just cool seeing D-Rose in a lineup with three other stars because in my head I'm thinking like, oh, there's four stars. Yeah, this, is, yeah. this is awesome. It doesn't matter that he doesn't score for me. Like, I just like seeing D-Rose because I feel any minute could be I, – I have this, like, pipe dream where I think D-Rose any second could go back to yeah, just going off. That'd be awesome. I, mean, I don't know if it's possible. No doubt. He's yeah. nowhere near explosive, um, but that's just a, a personal thing for me. I think I it's kind of interesting how Tom Thibodeau turned the Timberwolves into, like – Bulls 2.0. Like he brought in Jimmy Butler, Derek Rose, even Taj Gibson, who came up clutch on defense. Um, so real quick, Taj, I like forgot he was actually a thing until last night. Yeah, <laughs> like I like I haven't seen Taj Gibson in a while, and I'm like, is that is he wears Taj like Gibson number like ninety something or something ridiculous? But yeah, check. so what when you said this is a Bulls kind of a Bulls team with yeah. Thibodeau bringing in, I just want to compare the starting lineup for the Timberwolves from 2015 to this year because sure. it's it's such an upgrade. So you have some of these players I didn't even think. So you have Kevin Garnett, okay, Tayshaun right. Prince, Ricky Rubio, Cat, and Andrew Wiggins. Wow. So I, lo- I love Ricky Rubio. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I was a big fan. Garnett and um, I, Tayshaun Garnett, Prince, right? Yeah. But they were both in their final year, mm-hmm. so they weren't at the That's top impressive. of their game. So then this year, you upgrade to Jimmy Butler, Taj Gibson, Jeff Teague, Cat and Andrew Wiggins. And then Cat and Andrew Wiggins have become three years better. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, so that is a huge upgrade. Cat last night actually looked incredible. Yeah. His driving and dunks were so he powerful. He's going to be an MVP. He's really? He's that's, very Next five that's years. A, I, don't think, like that, that I don't think that's a hot take. I would. I, I would I, say so. I think it's a real. I fully support it. I fully support it. I don't it. say it's not realistic. I just say yeah. that the NBA is in a place right oh, now right. where shooting guards are small forwards are the guys getting the MVP looks. Yeah, oh, maybe, I agree with Maybe that. point guards because mm-hmm. guys like Westbrook can average. Sure. I, oh, I actually right. think... I agree. I'm not sure if this is a hot take, but I actually think we're going into the into the era of the bigger man as the bigger man becomes the shooter as well. Yeah. Because I see it with Giannis. I see it with Anthony Davis going to... Yeah. He's leading this Pelicans team into the playoffs without DeMarcus Cousins. So even DeMarcus Cousins Mm -hmm. has, you know, he brings up the ball a lot too. Mm -hmm. So I think we are... And Porzingis. We're, right. we're going sure. into... And Jokic. I'm telling you, <laughs> yeah. all these big men yeah. are fantastic players you, and can actually... You need to be an all-around good player now. It's just you can't yeah. be good at rebounding and dunking Unless and you're just a fantastic shooter. Right. Or, right. you know... Well, but then you're, unless you're Shaq. <laughs> but then all you are is yeah. a role player. That's like, you players. know, if you're a 3 and D guy off the bench, that's all you are. You, Jack's yeah, right, you true. have to be good at pretty much everything. So my last part about this whole little segment is yeah. next they're playing the Rockets, right. which is very tough. And they have the Rockets. Are, Rockets are, I definitely think the Rockets are the best team of the West. So, oh. I mean, obviously it's kind of easy, but do you buy or sell this team? No, no. C- sell the Timberwolves? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Well, I'm totally out on mm, it. In, in this round, yeah, definitely. Yeah. No, yeah. It's yeah. Just such, it's no, I like the Timberwolves. Yeah. I like Timberwolves a lot. Well, it'll be a um, fun series to watch. Next year, I think they're going to be a lock in the playoffs. Well, we're forgetting that even though they're the eighth seed, they were probably only three games out from like. Four yeah. or five. Like, and this put was them really in the East. tight. And they, but then they used to be a top four team. I don't have the stats in front they of me. But the, they, probably they are be. the Sixers. And <laughs> Butler was injured towards the end of the season. Yeah, exactly. So, we'll see. Uh, yeah. Aiden, how about you get into your next one? Let's do it. This is my one MLB quote of the day. Um, it's going to be pretty obvious where it's from. Just give me who said it and who it's about. I thought it was a hard slide into second. Nothing remotely dirty about it. And to take matters into your own hands and go hit one of our guys, for that, I thought it was an overreaction. You know, I didn't think it was right. Okay, I mean, I know it's the Yankees. Okay. About the the Red Sox. Mm, yeah. Rivalry. There was a brawl last night. It was a brawl. Do you know what caused it? Do you know who caused it specifically? I. And then who said it? I mean, I only, I was watching the Nuggets Wolves game. You so did I, say I I had only seen highlights. There. Yeah. So all I saw was the I forget who was at bat. 
Um, okay. I guess that's important to us. That's who we're so, uh, talking about here. So yeah. whoever, he, he was hit or whatever at that, um, and then he rushed. Right. Well, you know what? I'll give you kind of like a petty half point here. You, well, wait. I, tell me who oh, said it. Tell me who said it. You can get who said it. I'll just guess Judge. No. I mean, he, he looked fully involved. No, in it's our manager, Boone. Really? Yeah. It sounded more like One a of player. our guys. Right. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to give you a half point. I'm going to give it to you. Well, I got the Sox Yankees. That's you gave me the yeah. situation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, I was looking for Aaron Boone. I was looking for Tyler Austin. Oh, okay. Tyler so Austin got teams. hit. Right. He got No, no, but I'll give you the half point. Okay. He got hit in the seventh inning. But the quote was about his hard slide into second base the last time he was at the plate. Okay. He was on first. I forget if it was a ground. It was a ground, uh, down, ground ball going into second. And he slid into the shortstop. Cleats. Were his cleats up? Yes, but was it intentional? You'll, intentional? you'll want to watch this. I okay, yeah, so. I definitely did not see it. Was, so I was watching it this morning just to try to get a second opinion on it. Mm-hmm. Um, when you see it in slow motion, Austin's coming at second base. Brock Holt, the shortstop, is there early. Now, that doesn't mean Austin can't slide. Right. The, the controversy is that Austin's left leg, left foot specifically, seemed a bit out. Like, pointing, um, this is hard to yeah. describe in audio, pointing out towards the shortstop in order to hit his leg, which he did. Okay. This did stop Holt from throwing to first base, so he did what he needed to do. Now, immediately, Austin and the shortstop start talking. There was no brawl here, but benches did clear. That was the yes. earlier that one. That was the first okay. one. So that's See, what I only the... saw the benches clear there, and I thought it was right. another thing related to a, a pitch coming close. Well, no. So I didn't then, see that. So, I don't right. think anyone else had been hit. Um, I can double-check that, but then Austin's mm-hmm. hit on the shoulder, and he just, this was the coolest thing. He yeah. picks up the bat and slams it on the plate <laughs> and just charges If I'm the out. pitcher, I'm like, oh yeah. my. So, yeah, pitcher didn't back down, though. Was, yeah. yeah. So, he two, two things, things to this, though. Yeah. First of all, Yankee Sox rivalry. It's back. Full effect. Yeah. Full effect. New managers which too. Is they get the rivalry. Love back. that. New managers who have both played for the respective teams. Second, baseball fights are awesome. I yeah, do. Baseball I do fights like are awesome. They're not ho- they're, Excuse me. They're not hockey fights. Yeah, nothing will compare to hockey. Hockey, <laughs> hockey will always hockey, be the number one. Yeah. Um, but they are. They're no, yeah. They are actually awesome. Earlier that day, there was the one with the Rockies. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Which was an even better fight. That fight was on a awesome. mission, dude. That, that fight <laughs> he wanted to end his awesome. career. 15 seconds, he's like twisting. The thing was, yeah. he had that cool baseball flow. Yeah. So the entire <laughs> yeah. time, he looked so awesome. Yeah. I was like, man, this, mm-hmm. this fight is, is yeah. perfect. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Uh, but in this situation, I think Jack and I will talk about this one real quick. Did you think the slide was dirty? And did you think the whole situation was dirty? Um... Personally, I I don't think it's because I'm a Yankees fan. Like obviously, um, like I'm a Yankees fan, I'll always back them up. But as a baseball fan, I I really don't think it was a dirty slide. Whereas cleats, I his cleats were definitely up. You could see him. Yeah. But it it wasn't in his intention to go after Holt. I don't think. Right. It was almost like he knew what he had to do. You're yeah. not going to get there safe. Right. So you want to just disrupt the throw. Yeah. It almost seems like he didn't realize how close Holt or how far away Holt was to the bag. That's true. So then when he pointed out, it did mm-hmm. really look dirty. I'd say he definitely intended to hit Holt. Right. But he didn't intend to do anything like to harm him. It literally no, was just yeah. to disrupt the play. I don't know. I don't know where that falls between clean and dirty. Yeah. Um. Then Joe Kelly hitting Austin. I um, guess that was just retaliation. I'm not really sure. I want to talk about the whole brawl as a thing. Yeah. Because yeah. there's so many things I want right, to take away from this. Yeah. So um, I think uh, I, for Joe Kelly's part, yeah. um, the first pitch that he threw at Austin was so inside and it yeah. didn't hit him. Yeah. If you're going to do that, at least hit him the first time. Right, yeah. Um, so it was a 2-1 count. Yeah. Hit. So then he hit him and Austin had this rage. <laughs> he slammed the it's bat. so cool. And he's just walking up to the pl- he's just walking up to the pitcher's mound now, 
and he's he's kind of thinking like, am I gonna do it? Am I not? And once you throw the once you throw the helmet on the ground, you're yeah, going full yeah. force. The catcher was trying to hold him. Who was the catcher? Uh, Vasquez, maybe. Vasquez. Okay, so Vasquez is trying to hold him back. It just does not work. <laughs> but then Judge what I love, yeah. so the, yeah, that's, well, that's what, what I, I love. Yeah, 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 Judge and Stanton, they're in the middle of it, trying to be the peacekeepers. Yeah. They move the whole fight from the pitcher's mound yeah. to the Red Sox dugout. Uh, dugout yeah, sick. Yeah, so then when CC comes out, this is <laughs> yeah. my favorite part of the whole thing. CC comes out, and he, this guy is on a mission. Oh, yeah. He's running. He plows <laughs> over Mitch Moreland. Really? Second, he plows over Chris Sale. No he way. wrecks them, and he's trying to get into the middle of it. He has to be ended up holding back. I think. CC is a whole thug. Oh I my gosh! Oh wait, think about this. I I remember seeing this in the oh, offseason. Awesome. I never put it together to be in the Red Sox situation, but somebody said after the Stanton trade, the Yankees have the most intimidating brawl team ever. Oh my gosh. And it's oh, like it's awesome. Judge Stanton. Um, what's his name? Del Matanzas. And you don't um, want to get in fights with the Yankees in a brawl because they have pitchers that'll throw gas. Yeah. If you yeah. Chapman, Chapman is throwing one or two to the shoulder, Dylan Batances, like you don't want to get in a fight with the Yankees. I wouldn't even want to get in an actual fight with Chapman. Yeah, no. It's just crazy. Yeah, Ooh. so that was pretty insane. Um, mm-hmm. Not the right move, Red Sox. Canely yeah. sprint. I, my favorite, oh, one of my other favorite parts about that was Canely sprinting out from the bullpen. Do you remember the David Robertson gift where he's oh just sprinting yeah, in like another great. brawl? I love um, it. Another quick thing, I just love how in the MLB you can have coaches and managers and stuff like yeah, uh, get involved. Our, our third, third base, base coach, coach got like, yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's like, cool. you, like, what's his name? Like Steve Kerr. Like if he tried to do mm. this in, in the NBA, yeah. he'd be out of there like before right. he could even um, get anything done. In the this in, is the, awesome. in the other brawl, the Rockies one, Mark McGuire came out there because he's their mm. hitting coach. I did too. <laughs> but like he didn't like throw punches or anything. But like, wow, I'd be scared. Can you imagine like watching Mark McGuire when he was did, like on roids? The Yankees third base coach got thrown out. Quick thing I want to add about Mark McGuire. Did you see the thing that he said? He's like. I could have hit 70 um, home runs yeah. in 98 even without steroids. Yeah, I was like, like, right, I, was Mark, a, I was like, Mark, <laughs> I was a natural home run, yeah. home run <laughs> hitter. That yeah, that that was a little yeah. too far. But. That was kind of funny. Um, yeah. So. Shout out Mark McGuire. Watching my quotes. Jack, let's get we'll into your second. Him. Him. Yeah, we'll get into your second quote, Jack. Okay. Uh, I guess I'll go with my MLB one. Okay. All right. His autograph cards have tripled or quadrupled in the last two to three weeks. Two to three who's, weeks. Who's it about? I mean, my thought, my, my initial thought was Shohei Otani. I'm not going to go with it just yet, but I'm just going to think real quick. Another thought I had was, like, maybe a player who'd retired and done something. Like, for some reason, Ken Griffey came into my mind because Ken Griffey always has, like, autograph cards going around. But why would his rate go up? I think it's Shohei Otani. He just debuted. He's been amazing. And he's showing his stuff, so I'll go with him. Yeah, I'll give you a full point for that. It was kind of hard to give you who said the quote because it's just the company that's right. So, so I, I was gonna say like why Otani, I guess. I have one quote with the same situation where you just have to say the who it's about. Okay. But, so yeah, I'll take the full. Yeah. So full full point there. Uh, Otani's card went for six thousand seven hundred twenty-five dollars. Uh-huh. Uh, this is following. Uh, his amazing start to the season. Yeah. He, last night he had the RBI single. He did. In the seven two win against the Rangers, uh, and this was his first start since homering. Well, first start hitting since uh, like homering each of the oh, three starts. Right. right that right, doesn't right. mean it hit. I so what Jack is kind of saying, and I, I got you here. Um, there were three games in a row after Otani had started his first ever game. I believe he gave up three runs in six innings. That's an awesome oh, debut. Right. So. Three straight games where he's playing DH. He hit a home run in every single one of them. Then he comes back on the mound three days later. There was a perfect game through six innings or something ridiculous. Yeah. He had a great start. And what Jack's saying now is that his first game back hitting, because they do have to rotate him, give him some rest. Right. 
he comes in with an RBI single. Well, actually, Isn't he a pinch this is this is breaking news because this no. real real quick <laughs> breaking news. This came this notification came in during the show. Oh, Otani wants to play more. He actually has stated as saying that he wants to play more than the seven out of the thirteen games that he has played. So in I don't I don't blame the Angels for being conservative there. Though. Oh, right. Because yeah. you don't the strain that 80, 90 pitches at the MLB level takes on your arm. And then you're trying to put this guy out the very and next day. And wasn't there a fear a couple months ago that he may have needed Tommy yeah. John? Yeah, 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 yeah. That, so. is, that his medical report wasn't yeah. fully clean. So, so. so tone it down, Otani. We got yeah. it. Oh, he's, he's excited. Cool. I mean, he's killing it right he's now. So. It, yeah. But chill. <laughs> um, but right. that's another thing I want to bring up, that the Angels pitching is kind of limited right now. True. Yeah. So, I mean, um, they never had the best staff. That's yeah, what Otani probably, really adds. I was trying to think like when their staff was pretty good. I was they probably going to say like, the Jared Weaver year. Yeah. Um, I now they have Garrett Richards, Andrew Heaney. They're names that aren't exactly. really yeah. aces. So know? I feel like if Otani fully focused on pitching, which I don't want him to do, no. I think this double value so awesome. Well, yeah, but he would be the ace if he did focus on pitching. I, p- I picked him probably a round too early in our fantasy baseball. Game. No, there was no round too early. And now yeah. I'm pumped. Yeah. I'm so pumped. I got it. now. What I'm most pumped about with um, the Angels doing so well right now is that Mike Trout might finally make a right. playoff appearance. Because which he's been on a team with no other talent. You know, they signed uh, Pujols to such a big deal. Right. They signed, I believe his name was C.J. Wilson to a big deal. He was a pitcher from the Rangers. I might, might have messed his name up. But like that's how long ago it was. I don't even remember his name. They tried to bring in these big names. Yeah, Trout's been in the league, you wouldn't even think, but Six for eight years. Eight years? Eight years? Damn. So wow. that's what I'm trying to say. He... Um, Finally has some talent near him. I just want to make sure that his name is Well, speaking of how great the Angels have been doing, uh, so right now they're 10-3. This is the first time since 1982. Yeah. Uh, They topped the AL West after beating Houston last week, which is awesome. Because Houston's the repeat favorite. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So so, uh, I also have another buy or sell for this situation. Long term, do you buy fully in on Otani? Solely as MVP for one. And secondly, as being both hitter and pitcher. Okay, so I wanted you to ask, do you fully buy in the Angels? And I was going to counter by saying, I don't buy in on Otani just yet. He's been so great this month. Mm-hmm. But there have been so many situations where guys started hot and cooled down, which I'm expecting him to do, especially on the mound. People didn't know what his stuff was until you really faced him in an MLB situation. However, this guy has the talent to make an MVP run, just not this year. Rookie of the Year seems very, very likely yeah. if he keeps it up, even close to what he's doing right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when I first heard of Otani, um, I heard about the comparison to Babe Ruth <laughs> as a good pitch, and I said, there's no way that someone could be right. this Babe Ruth kind of guy. And I still think no one could be no. like Babe Ruth, but I really like what I see. Um, I think it, it, I think he could um, win AL Rookie of the Year. This yeah, year. totally. I'd say so. Um, I don't think MVP. I think nah. someone like I, I think Trout or Stan or Judge will Judge win. Judge has been great this year. Jose Altuve will probably Let's go back to the Yankees though. Like Judge yeah. has been consistent. Yeah, like, really. Stan is so back, which is awesome. Being good, which I yeah. like. Um, but and I'm I'm gonna go with Aiden. I don't um, going with buy or sell in the Angels. Um, I think this year they have a pretty good shot to make it into the playoffs. I think they'll. Actually, be a wild card team. I think so too. Um, I think hot take wild card is going to be Angels Red Sox. Oh, okay. Um, That's pretty damn likely yeah. though. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. well, we don't know what's going to happen with the races and whatnot. Right. But yeah, so I like that pick. Um, I was going to say real quick, Otani was never going to be a Babe Ruth talent because no one's going to be a Babe Ruth talent yeah. in the modern game. 
He's the closest thing you can get to a Babe Ruth in modern game, and that's, that's a true. lot of value in its own right. But I'm gonna get into my final quote. That was the five minute bell. We can maybe run till like next period starts, but right. he, so let's just no, get going. Not really for me. So, oh, yeah, yeah, so let's get going. Then. Yeah, just lightning round. All right, I'm up by one point. If you don't get this fully, I guess right. I win. But NFL quote, NFL draft. Just tell me who it's about, so you actually okay. can get a full point here. All right, awesome. He's the best pure passer I've seen in several years. The problem I have with him is there's a durability issue. When you combine that with an inability to escape from the pocket, I'm concerned. This is from NFL Network's Mike Mayock. Who's he talking about? Durability? There's a durability issue and an inability to escape from the pocket. That part's big. Oh. However, he's the best pure passer he's seen in several years. Man. Who are you thinking about here? Like we were saying, there's a ton of talent are, in the quarterback Are we talking class. passer like, in terms of like... Because when I think passer in terms of distance, I think Josh Allen... Pure passer. pure passer. I don't think that means. I'll tell you, it's not Josh Allen because I would not say he's the best pure passer. Yeah. We're not talking no, no, about no. throwing arm. We're talking about just making the passes. And I feel like we already talked about Rosen though. Unless we bring up Rosen again. I don't know if he's. I'm. I'm just gonna go Darnold. Should have gone with your gut, Jack. It is Josh Rosen. Um, I, I don't think there's a durability issue. With yes, him. there is. Concussions oh. are a huge okay. issue. And that's my biggest, biggest question mark with him. I almost want to lean towards Sam Darnold if he's still on the board, just because these concussions. All right, Clint Frazier, going to go back to baseball real quick. First or second spring training game, he got a concussion from running into a wall trying to make a catch. He hasn't played a single baseball game, let alone MLB, since then. He just can't recover from the concussion. And I'm pretty, I mean, I don't want to sound like super passionate about this, but it's true. This is a huge huge issue for players then put yourself in a contact sports situation with the nfl i would not if this is a serious issue i would not want rosen to be my qb of the future for that one reason because i think he's so talented on a bad giant so line yeah exactly so that's scary in its own right i mean i know that um our new general manager gettleman's trying to make the line a little better but even Mm -hmm. still you're going to get hit no matter what i don't care you could be behind the 2015 cowboys o-line you're still going to get hit so i I like Josh Rosen a lot, um, and I, that's why I kind of wanted to save the projections or predictions for now, but I don't know if he would be the pick that I'd want for the Giants. That's why the Giants have been... I, I saw something where the Giants were leaning more towards Sam Darnold, right. and that could be a big part about the concussions. Well, I heard early comparisons after uh, Darnold's pro day was to Carson Wentz, okay. which mm-hmm. is really cool. It's a big comparison. Yeah, yeah. It's a big pocket runner that mm-hmm. the Giants would need. Yeah. Could I mean, use I'd love to have a Carson Wentz on my, my team. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you have a quick analysis? Yeah. And then we can get to oh, yours. No, I don't. I was just going to go into my quote. Let's, so just because we've kind of come short on time, we talked about the NFL a lot earlier. So, Jack, I did get the win, but even still, let's get to your final quote. All right. A lot of people make jokes about whatever. Stat padding or going to get rebounds. If people could get 20 rebounds every night, they would. If people could, bleep, get 15 <laughs> rebounds, they would. People that's talking or saying whatever they need to say, they should try doing it and see how hard it is. Nice. It's an easy one. Yeah. Is it just the person who said it is who's about? Uh, the person who said it, why they're saying it, I guess. All right. It's Russell Westbrook. Yep. And why is because he's averaged a triple-double for two straight seasons. He yeah, got, so impressive. He, got, he needed to get 16 rebounds in the game last night. At halftime, he had one point, 10 assists, 
10 rebounds. Well, not just that. Going into the past two games, he needed 34. Right. And he was able to get 18 now, the night before. So my, my, brother, my brother was saying like that he is a stat patter. And my, so. my response was if you can get those stats and he's playing in the team, the Thunder aren't the best team in the West, but they're still winning. I didn't do it. You like, could maybe make that argument for last year's team. Yeah. But now that he has Melo and Paul George, that's not really that stat padding. That's yeah. just you trying to win. I think he, like, it's not like when players like Steven Adams, like, boxes out for him. I kind of like that. But when he went over Melo or somebody to get the rebound, that's where... Who, who cares? It, in that yeah, situation, when it's that close to getting yeah. your triple-double for two years in a yeah, row... Yeah, I think you do whatever I think you, you have gotta, to do. That, that's slow. like someone... Uh, what Who was it? It was like when I went to the Knicks 76ers game. It was TJ McConnell getting a triple-double yeah, yeah, yeah. and then letting him get the final. What if, what if we're in a playoff situation? He goes over his own teammate, misses the ball, and tips it out of bounds. Like, well, it doesn't I'm not, matter then because he's not trying to average a triple-double for the second year in a row. Uh, then I would he be could angry. have been in that nuggets t situation. I'm just saying like, That's the, it's not, it's not a play-to-win mentality. However, he's so good that he does lead teams. To I, think, I think when it comes down to it, Westbrook cares more about winning than actual stat yeah, I, so I, so I don't really think that he cares about his own stats. He wants to win a championship. It's still he's thinking about his stats. They did. Uh, yeah. I, every player does think about their stats, sure. and granted, they were in the playoffs as of last night when he recorded right, right. the triple double for a season. But I think last night his mission was probably to get the 16 rebounds. So to wrap up real quick, yeah, Thunder in the playoffs at the four, playing the Jazz with Donovan Mitchell. Now playing against the Jazz. Oh right, right, right. So that's gonna be a tough. Match. It's gonna be tough. I don't know. Mitchell didn't look great last night. Ooh. So Still are we go buying back. in? On the Thunder. Thunder? I didn't realize they were playing Jazz. Um, I'm not the biggest buyer of the Jazz. I like Tommy Mitchell a lot, but I I mean, he's led them to a really good season. However, I think the Thunder are the deeper team. I would I, go Thunder. I buy in on Thunder. and For only the first round, though. I don't see them going further. And then they have to play you, Rockets. It's not necessarily a buy-in. I'm just going to say, I'm pumped to see playoff Melo back. It's yeah. a good time. It's a good That's time why I pick Thunder because you have three experienced players that have played in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, compared Mello, to Donovan Mitchell, first year. Right. Rudy Gobert, he. I like Rudy. Have they better were they in the playoffs last year? Once, okay, so then he's been in. You better believe Melo is going to be hungry in this playoff series. Uh, no, you don't understand how many years Melo has won sure. in New York to make the playoffs, yeah. make that push, and get back in. I've heard, as a Knicks fan, so many quotes from directly him where he's been like, I need to get in, I want to play yeah. in the playoffs. I'm expecting. Yeah, I guess he's right. been in for like six seasons. There's that hunger there, yeah, but Melo has really become an aged player. I'm gonna sell on playoff Melo, but I'm gonna buy in on the Thunder winning round. I buy in on both. Um, I'm gonna tell you guys right now. I'm taking the Rockets to win this year. I want to see a team other than the Warriors or Cavs. My, I would like my to. My final is Rockets, and I want to go maybe Sixers, but I think if Sixers get past the first round, I actually think the Heat Sixers is a great matchup. And I think they'll take down the Celtics in the second. I say Celtics beat Bucks in the first round. I have wow. to go with Cavs. I, it's still a great East. team, even without Kyrie. Cavs in the East. I, I think Cavs. I, 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 I also don't doubt playoffs. They're the deepest. They're the deepest team in the East, and I and I like the Raptors, but All right. can't sleep on the Raptors. I believe so. Bye. Love you guys. Peace out, guys. I'll take Raptors Rockets. Maybe I don't know. Well, we'll see. Thanks, guys, so much for listening, and we'll see you next episode.